Welcome to Crimes of the Century with your hosts, Aiden Emmons, Charlotte Lacey, Saskia Hardy, Soren Yaffe, and Sasha Lee. Today we'll be talking about the two world's most unsuspecting criminals. First off, who were these criminals and what made them do what they did? That's a good question, Charlotte. These criminals are referred to as Nathan Leopold and Richard Loeb. These two men were top of the class and very smart. Leopold was a law student at the University of Chicago and was planning to begin studies at Harvard Law School. Loeb was a very introverted person and had always sparked an interest in crime. Every time there was a crime in the town, he would try to help them with the clues. He would say, I bet so-and-so did this and so-and-so did that. Don't you think? The police would never take his information seriously, but he still tried. As for Richard Loeb, he skipped several grades in school and was accepted into the University of Chicago at age 14. Leopold was a very smart man and majored in languages. Later, these two men partnered in a crime so bad that they are still known today by the people all over the world. This murder was so thoroughly planned out that only the slightest mistake got them caught. This crime involved the murder to an instant young Bobby Franks, a 14-year-old boy who lived in the same town as the two young men. On May 21st, 1924, they first rented a car so the police did not take down the license plate and picked up Bobby. He got into the car because he knew these men because they were from the same neighborhood and he didn't think anything of it. Unfortunately, these men did not have good intentions. They went to buy hot dogs and drove to a field near where they bought food. The two men hit Bobby over the head with a pipe and hit him in a drain pipe outside Chicago. They also poured some kind of acid over the poor kid's face to disfigure it, so it would be harder to recognize the boy's face. But we all still know why do why did they do this? They were glasses found at the crime scene. This type of glasses had a new hinge that that only three people had in Chicago. One was a woman who was wearing them when the police came to the door. The next was a a man who was in New York for weeks. The last one was Nathan Leopold, who seemed to have lost his glasses somewhere. He was a suspect, but he had a strong alibi. His alibi was washing. He dropped his glasses and he couldn't find them. The police suspected him, but his alibi was so strong that he wasn't at the top of their list until they found that the ransom note was typed on the same typewriter as a paper he had submitted in school. These two men committed this crime just to see if they could get away with the crime. Each man thought the other was more superior than the other. You may be wondering the motive. The reason why this murder went down in history is because of the motive. Now, what is the motive? Leopold and Lowe murdered Bobby Franks just to see if they could get away with it. They created a ransom note. Now, a ransom note 
is a note that you write to somebody saying if that they do not pay enough money or do something, then something bad will happen. But they didn't need money. They had more money than they knew what to do with. But they were a little bit, just a teensy bit, you know, just a tweak insane. But why? Just why? Just why did they do this? Interesting. So what happened after? They went they went on trial for the for the murder of Bobby Franks. They were very close to getting the death penalty, but their lawyer, Clarence Darrow, who was strongly against the death penalty, got them out of the death penalty and they got only a life sentence plus ninety-nine years. Now you may be asking yourself, what is a death sentence? A death sentence is a sentence that involves you dying. <laughs> Their lawyer's name was Clarence Darrow. Clarence Darrow was a lawyer. He was born in Kingsman, Ohio. Once again, that's Kingsman, Ohio on April 18th, 1857. He was one of eight in his family, and his family was disliked by many people. Disliked means not liked. Their family home was on the Underground Railroad, and they wanted to help runaway slaves get to the North. He graduated from law school and passed the bar exam in 1878. He was a regular small-town boy and did this for the next nine years, and he was also a regular small-town lawyer and did this for the next nine years, too. He's a man of all trades. His next case was in 1905, and he was defending Bill Haywood, the radical leader of the industrial workers of the world and the Western Federation of Miners. Though he was charged with two accounts of trying to attempt bribe jurors in this case, he was acquitted on both charges, but was not allowed to practice law again in California. He had many famous cases, but one of the most famous was Leopold and Loeb. Leopold and Loeb went to jail. Sometime later, Loeb was killed by another prisoner in the shower. He got cut by a straight-edge razor by one of his fellow prison mates that was thought to have an affair with Loeb. Leopold got out of jail after 33 years and was released on parole. As he got out, he realized that the questioning and the wondering world he left was the same after 33 years. After Leopold got out, he moved to Puerto Rico and worked in a hospital as a technician. He remarried and tried to put his past behind him. He died 10 years later in 1971 of a heart attack. And truth be told, they did other crimes. They stole from shops. They stole candy and cereal. They also shoplifted. They also stole a typewriter. And they used that to write the ransom note for Bobby Frank's father.
the ransom note stated, Dear Sir, as you no doubt know by this time, your son has been kidnapped. Allow us to assure you that no physical harm for him, provided you live up carefully. Carefully, I mean carefully, to the following instructions and such others as you will receive. Should you, however, disobey any of our instructions even slightly, his death will be the penalty. That's How dreadfully horrible. I mean, that's unthinkable. Yes, it truly is. But the worst part about it is how they already killed young Bobby Franks before they sent the note. He was already dead, and they gave his family false hope until Bobby's uncle found him. When he was walking, his uncle saw a pair of feet sticking out of a drainage pipe, so he pulled the body out and saw it was Bobby Franks. Even though the face was disfigured, he could still tell it was his nephew. Overall, these men were a little bit psycho and somewhat mentally ill. Poor Bobby Franks did nothing wrong, but Leopold and Lowe got a bit, just a bit too cocky and, think that, and thought that they could get away with anything. Thank you for listening, and please leave a review to tell us what you think and what we could do better. Join us next time on Crimes of the Century.